Chapter 21. Death Arrives. Neff! Adam and Clancy screamed in unison. They ran to the beach and waited anxiously to see him rise back to the top. A few bubbles rose to the surface and popped, but the Kelpie didn't. Adam's heart pounded. Neff was powerful and magical. He couldn't be... dead. Adam squeezed back hot tears and gulped for air. Clancy put an arm around his shoulder to comfort him as they watched for any sign of the Kelpie. When the lake's surface grew completely still, Adam hung his head and turned around. He'd never really had many friends, and in just a few hours, Neff became the best one he'd ever had. Clancy was silent for a few moments, rubbing his back to comfort him. It'll be okay. We'll figure it out. Figure what out? He demanded loudly, trying to hide his grief. He looked into her hazel eyes and realized it was just the two of them now. Alone in a cave, hundreds of miles from where they started, with dying naiads they couldn't save alone, and some scary beasts hunting them down. He ran his fingers through his dark hair and closed his eyes, shaking his head. He'd never felt so lost and alone. Abada, abada, abada! The abada sounded excited about something. Sloshing, breaking waves hitting the shore reached his ears next, and he turned to see what was going on. The center of the pink lake began to gurgle and ripple as the playful abada stopped their happy dancing and stared. Clancy ran to the water's edge, with waves from the disturbance in the center lapping over her feet. Adam approached slowly, not daring to hope. One huge bubble rose to the middle of the disturbance and exploded, sending water droplets to hail down over them. Clancy screeched and covered her head with her arms, but Adam wouldn't let his eyes leave bubbling waves. A tangled mass of blue seaweed emerged first, followed by glowing white eyes and shiny gray scales. Adam couldn't wipe the smile off his face as Neff paddled slowly toward them. You made it! I can't believe you made it! He reached out as Neff crawled onto the beach and rolled over in the white sand. Adam rubbed him affectionately. You doubted me? <laughs> Typical land troll. Adam's relieved smile soon faded as he rubbed Neff down. Every inch of the Kelpie trembled and shook. His eyes faded again to deep green. An eerie voice chimed from somewhere in the cavern. Come to me, Neff. Clancy and Adam jerked their heads in surprise when the unfamiliar voice tinkled through the cavern like a waterfall. Adam understood the words, but all he could hear was gently rushing water. Neff tried to lift his head, his front legs gripping the ground for leverage, but he couldn't. No! Cleo, you're too weak! Come to me. Neff couldn't stand, so he crawled the best he could along the floor that shifted from soft white sand to sharp black rock as he got closer to the naiad's prison. The naiad in the palest shade of blue rolled slowly away from her companions. She slid a long, thin hand underneath the lowest bars. Clancy and Adam walked slowly next to Neff as he crept forward. The naiad smiled weakly. Her bright eyes, one green and one blue, shone despite how pale and feeble she looked. Help me, my sisters, Cleo whispered. The other two naiads reached for her while Neff inched toward them. She patted him affectionately, careful not to make contact with the enchanted bars. Do not mourn my lost Neff. Fight in my memory. Her sisters each grasped one of her hands. Neff nodded, sniffling a bit. Cleo's delicate fingers scratched his nose, and she smiled sadly at him. She closed her eyes again. The air around the naiads began to shimmer in wavy blues and greens, like light reflecting off water. Pulsing rays of healing energy wrapped around Neff for a few seconds, and then faded away. When the light vanished, the naiads looked paler. 
But Neff jumped up, snorting and stomping. His green eyes gleamed brightly again, and he pawed at the ground, ready for a fight. I'll find Phoebos, Cleo. I won't let him get away with this. Cleo rolled onto her back, a faint smile still on her lips. She couldn't even open her eyes anymore. Neff bucked and stomped, knocking Adam sideways in his anger. Adam yelped as he flew toward the glowing jail. He expected to explode into flame or fly across the room, so he covered his eyes and waited for the worst. When he hit the ground with a weak thump, he sat up in surprise. He'd fallen into the cage and was staring through it to Neff and Clancy. How did I... Adam! You have water bottles in your backpack! Give it to them, quick! Clancy insisted, running up to the bars. He ripped his backpack from his shoulders and yanked open the main pocket. He found the water bottles he'd stashed in there when he first snuck out. Quickly twisting off the lids, he poured some into each of the naiad's mouths. They opened their astonishing eyes to blink gratefully at him. Clancy stood just beyond the glowing jail, hands up in the air, not daring to touch it. Adam approached and put his hands up to mirror hers. He flinched as he moved them forward, but no sparks flew. He thrust them all the way through and accidentally high-fived Clancy. It doesn't work on people? he asked, surprised. Clancy held her hand on Neff's back, nodding her head. She looked at Adam. Neff wants to see if you can make it out and then back in. He stepped easily through the bars. The heat tickled and warmed him, but it didn't hurt. He jumped back and forth, in and out. The jail doesn't work on humans, Clancy snorted. Whoever this Fivos guy is, I already don't like him. He's horrible and cruel to the Naiads, and he obviously doesn't think he needs to worry about us. I'm so ready to show him how wrong he is. Adam grinned. <laughs> Every bad guy has a weakness. That will be his downfall if he doesn't understand the people willing to fight against him. He reached out to touch Neff. So what now? Go back in and see if you can come out with the Naiads. Adam hurried back in and carefully collected Cleo. He stepped toward the bars, which surged with light and spark the closer he got. The moment he made contact with the Jail of Light, he flew back and hit the back stone wall with a crunch. He looked down at the Naiad, worried. Oh, I'm so sorry! Did I hurt you? Her vivid eyes glowed at him. You mustn't worry about me, human boy. Thank you for trying. Take Neff from here and fight. Promise me you will fight to save Atlantis, both you and the human girl. Don't let us die for nothing. He nodded at her, swallowing the lump in his throat. I promise. Setting Cleo carefully back down next to her sisters, he walked sadly back through the bars. She wants us to leave them. No! Neff stomped and shook his head wildly, while a new strange voice called to him from the far entrance of the cavern. Hey! Hey, you! Adam spun around, stepping back through the bars to see better. What looked like another teenager, just like him and Clancy, ran, or flew, toward them. She moved so fast he couldn't tell. He ran his fingers through his air, which still steamed a little from his contact with the barrier. "'What are you doing?' she asked, landing in front of him. Adam looked from the girl with the wild red hair to Clancy and back again. She looked like a banshee, but why would a banshee need to come here? He looked at the naiads and remembered with a sick, sinking feeling that banshees summoned death. Somewhere in the cavern, a robed creature invisible to him called death and had arrived to claim the naiads. He looked around wildly. My friends are on the other side. If they can't get to the water, they'll die. She looked around. He continued, looking around and not seeing anything, even though she clearly stared at something. Naiads. They're all naiads. Adam waved for her to follow. 
He wondered if he could talk a banshee out of collecting her souls. Maybe if he showed her they just needed help, she'd leave them alone. Together, he and the banshee walked to the magical barricade, and she reached out gingerly. Before she could touch it, sparks flew off her fingers. She pulled her hand away. She thought a moment. Get back, she said quietly. He glanced at her from where he stood, raising his eyebrows. What? Get back. I think I can get through it. She turned to someone he couldn't see and spoke. You too. You need to get out of the way. Adam and Clancy backed away as his stomach rolled. Death was so near, and they couldn't even see it. The Banshee hurried over to them, speaking quickly but keeping her voice low. We'll have to race death. As soon as the wall is gone, you can grab your friends and get them to the water. Do you understand? His brown eyes widened. He had to know for sure who and what she was. What are you? I'm a Banshee. Cover your ears. She turned and jogged away, back toward the jail. She took a deep breath and let out what sounded like a regular human scream. The wall sparked and fizzed. That's not how I imagined a Banshee scream would sound, Clancy muttered under her breath. He nodded in agreement while they folded their arms and watched doubtfully. And then the Banshee really screamed. The wall shattered into a million shards of energy. Sparks flew and burned into their skin, but they didn't have time to worry about that. Now that the wall was down, death could get to the Naiads if they didn't hurry. Adam, Neff, Clancy, and the Banshee ran through raining sparks to reach them first. Adam bent down and lifted one quickly, then turned to sprint for the lake. The Banshee grabbed Cleo and flew to the water in a fiery blur. Clancy and Neff followed with the last Naiad. The pink waves splashed around them as the Naiads disappeared beneath the rushing waves. Are there more? the Banshee asked. No. Adam shook his head, brushing his hair out of his eyes with a relieved sigh. No, that's it. I don't... I... Thank you. Thank you for breaking the wall. He turned in surprise when he heard a strange zapping behind them. The shards of energy collected and the jail bars reappeared. The Banshee smiled. No problem. Her eyes scanned the rocks, again looking for something he didn't think anyone else could see. As he glanced back at the rippling pink water, he could only hope they'd beaten death. The Banshee spoke again. My brother might be in trouble. I'm sorry to leave you. I hope you're okay, but I I've got to go. She whirled, jumped into the air, and disappeared into the black tunnel she'd come from. I don't know what she's doing here, Clancy said, shaking her head in disbelief. Banshees and death always go together, Adam said. Nervous tingles shot down his spine. He wondered if death might claim one of them if he didn't take the naiads. I think she just broke all the rules. Banshees are supposed to hand souls over to death, not help us defeat him. Neff, who wouldn't take his eyes from the surface, leaned toward them. I think we just met Seven. She's the only part-human Banshee out there. She's not really known for following the rules. If there's only one rebel Banshee out there, I'm glad she's the one who showed up, Adam grinned. When I was at the bottom of the lake, I discovered something interesting. Oh, really? Clancy raised her eyebrows. Neff's eyes gleamed. The bottom of this lake has a hole in it. I'm pretty sure it's the tunnel that connects with the gate. We just found what we've been looking for. The Naiad's heads burst up in the lake's center. Even from the shore, Adam and Clancy could see their color had returned. Their scales shined and shimmering pastels and different colored eyes blazed. They were going to be okay. Adam breathed a sigh of relief, turning to grin at Neff. How about we get out of here and get the Naiads back to Atlantis? Not so fast, human scum. We don't like your kind in Atlantis. A growly voice grumbled at them from the far, dark entrance to the cavern. Adam turned slowly. A tall, lean creature slunk out of the shadows. It had the body of a large cat, mottled black, with a long tail behind it. 
Its face looked human, but was covered with matching dark fur. Long red fangs hung down its chin, and claws like serrated daggers extended from padded claws. Adam gulped. The Rompo finally found them. Something stumbled behind it in the shadows as it approached, trailing along attached to a leash. Adam! There you are! His heart sank. Not only had the Rompo found them, it had found his mother.